day to you, dear beloved of Christ. I welcome you to the Master's feet where we sit to hear the Lord Jesus speak to us through His Spirit. My prayer today is that the Lord will cause His Word to bring about a definite change and more grace will be added to our lives even as we continue in our walk with God. We shall be considering a new subject coined from Matthew chapter 5. Sorry, Matthew chapter 25 from verse 1 to 13. It is Matthew chapter 25 from verse 1 to 13. And the topic is understanding the parables of Christ the Messiah. We shall be looking at one of the parables of Jesus and that is the parables of the ten virgins. Can you open your Bible to Matthew 25 verse 1 to 13? I read. At that time the kingdom of heavens will be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were foolish, and five were prudent. For the foolish, when they took their lamps, did not took oil with them. But the prudent took oil in their vessel with their lamps. And while the bridegroom delayed, they all became drowsy and slept. But at the midnight there was a cry, Behold the bridegroom! Go forth to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their own lamps. And the foolish said to the prudent, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the prudent answered, saying, Perhaps there will not be enough for us and for you. Go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. And as they were going away to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding feast, and the door was shut. And later, the rest of the virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Truly I say to you, I do not know you. The last verse, verse 13. Watch, therefore, for you do not know the day nor the hour. May the Lord bless the reading of his word to our hearts in Jesus' name. The main characters of this scripture are the ten virgins, which the word of God revealed that five were wise and the other five were foolish. Before we seek help from the Holy Spirit to reveal the basis for their wisdom and foolishness, it is important that we first consider their consecration because the Bible mentioned that 
they were virgins. And their virginity means they have set themselves apart, they have consecrated their lives to the Lord. The scripture revealed that these ladies separated themselves in holiness unto the Lord. And it is important to note that without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. Beloved, the prerequisite qualification to see the Lord is by living in purity and holiness. This put the ten virgins in the position to meet with the groom, the Lord Jesus. Any man who cannot live in holiness, as our Heavenly Father is holy, is not prepared for the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Holiness will be the passport. Holiness will be the, the permission that will allow us to meet with the Master, to meet with the Savior. Without holiness, we cannot see Him. We cannot meet Him. This has become a serious matter for we believers to live in holiness. It is so sad that we now hide under diverse messages like messages of hypergrace in order to tolerate our weaknesses. Friends, we cannot continue to live in sin and say that grace should increase. The Bible says it, not, it is not possible. Grace does not disgrace. Rather, it helps us to live worthy of our calling. Grace teaches men to say no to all ungodliness. Friends, grace does not accommodate our defeating lives. Rather, it uplifts us to a pedestal to be like Jesus, the one full of grace and truth. So when we are talking about this message of hypergrace and exaggerated teaching about grace, we are only we are only insulting the spirit of grace. Because what grace does to a man is that it helps him to live worthy of his calling. It helps him to live his life in such a way that it is acceptable before the Lord. It helps him to meet the standard of heaven. Let's move on, friends. Now, let us move further in our study of these ten virgins. The scripture says, they all carried lamps. According to biblical understanding, what does lamp mean? In Psalm 119, verse 105, the Bible says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. This scripture is giving us a clear understanding that 
The word of God is a lamp which gives light to us believers on our journey of faith, even our pilgrim journey. There is gross darkness upon the heart, and when a man draws nearer to the Lord Jesus, who is the light of the world, he lights them up in this world. They now carry the lamp of the word of God, which made them stumble no more. In John chapter 11 verse 9, the Lord Jesus was revealing the safety of walking during the day when there is light of this world, the physical sun. He said, and how men could stumble at night, Jesus showed us. The Bible made us to realize that we are saved through the word as a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. As we latch on the word of God, there is an assurance that we are kept safe and secure from falling away, from falling into sin, from being drifted by all divers of strange doctrines. The word of God, the undiluted word of God, is a light on our path, which quickly reveals every potholes, traps, or snares of the enemy, deadly pits and dungeon along our path, preventing us from falling into them. The Word of God is practically a guide and a guard for the saints in this depraved world. Also, it is interesting to know that the Word of God, which is our light, evacuates darkness everywhere we go. This means that a man with the correct light, a man with a genuine light, has the power of influence so much so that darkness cannot survive wherever he decides to go or wherever the Lord is sending him. Enough of this that the world system is absorbing and choking believers. It is not supposed to be so. Rather, the darkness of this world should vanish at the presence of our light, burning and shining. The Father is glorified when our light keeps shining. Furthermore, as there is death in darkness, there is life in light. In the beginning, the appearance of light ushers life. Life cannot be sustained in darkness. It can only be through the light. Believers, friends, we must understand that the light of life that we bear generates life in others. Jesus said, the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. This light of life is replicable. The third issue I sense the Holy Spirit is raising is that these virgins are not foolish and wise because of the lamp in their hands. What 
distinguished those who were wise from those who were foolish is the availability and the unavailability of the extra oil. Those who carried extra oil were considered to be wise, while those without extra oil were referred to as foolish. Why is this? It is important for us to understand that oil signifies and it represents the anointing. The anointing is also the Holy Spirit. In Acts chapter 10 verse 38, the scripture says, God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with Holy Ghost and power. Does it mean that the five foolish virgins do not have the Holy Spirit? Not absolutely. It is possible to have the Holy Spirit, but not resting fully on the grace that the Spirit of God gives. The scripture says, Let your garment always be white, and your head should not lack oil. We all know that when oil comes in contact with fire, then it gives light through the lamp. The Holy Spirit, the anointing, teaches the redeemed the word of God and also supplies the grace to live worthy of what is taught. It is the Holy Spirit that transforms the letter into revelation that becomes life in a man. In Zechariah chapter 4, verse 6 to 7, the Bible says, Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. With shouts of grace, grace to it. The Holy Spirit is saying that it is not him that will it, or him that run it, but it is the Lord that showeth mercy. What is the crux of the matter? The matter the Holy Spirit is confronting us with is that the five other virgins became foolish because they were sufficient in themselves as they stopped relying solely on the grace. It is foolishness before the Lord when a man began to take pride in his holiness and upright standing with God as if he made it happen by himself. The foolish virgins started with the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, but they ended in self-righteousness. Again, the foolish virgins had the Holy Spirit in them, but they could not consistently rely on the Holy Spirit. They could not consistently connect to the Holy Spirit to supply them with His life. It is the life that comes from the Holy Spirit. The richness of life that comes from the Spirit of God that preserves a man till the day of the Lord's coming. 
we noted from that scripture that the oil in their lamps started finishing started finishing a man who always find joy in the gift of the spirit and not the fruit is also part of the issue the Holy Spirit is raising with us blessed are the poor in the spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven the less of a man is the more of God and his grace even more of grace oil to carry him through this journey of faith the weak of their lamps receive no more supply from the spirit of God from the spirit of grace they began to depend on their strength and power not so long the light on their lamps started shining dim it dawned on them that they could not go further as they have exhausted their strength now all their weaknesses which the grace of God has dealt with began to surface so they could no longer live up to his standard. The foolish virgins discovered that they were in trouble and they quickly tried to seek for solution but it was too late for them. The groom, Jesus, came <laughs> unexpectedly before they could amend their ways. And it was a bad ending for them. The master did not recognize them. Although they called him Lord, Jesus said to them, I do not know you. May this not be our portion in the name of Jesus. Can we pray together? Can we cry to the Lord? Lord, deal with me. Deal with me, Lord. Deal with this foolishness in my heart and purge me of them. I rely solely on your grace, O Lord. I rely solely on your grace, O Lord. In the name of Jesus. Masarabakondo yeketekete. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.